we'll get going here. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today, Lord. I do thank you for uh, being good to us, Lord. It's uh, really awesome to see uh, just the weather changing and being able to be outside and get some things done and uh, just really see everything green up and just new life uh, all around us. And it really does uh, just make me uh, think of the way that you can give us new life and you can bring dead things uh, to life. You can uh, really give purpose to something that seems like it has no purpose. And uh, Lord, we do just thank you for those things. I thank you for just the season that we're in. Uh, There's a lot of people graduating, uh, moving on to the next step in life, whether it be from high school to uh, college or the workforce or or from HBI into whatever you would have them called to. And there's just a lot of transition happening right now. And I do pray that you would uh, just give wisdom uh, to those who are uh, find themselves in that that point, Lord. You always bring us uh, to a crossroad for a purpose, and so pray you just make your path uh, clear for our lives. And uh, really, I pray that you would just uh, even tie that thought into what we're going to talk about today as we uh, look into just uh, the the wisdom of the world. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would just uh, speak to us today. Uh, just put me out of the way. I don't really have anything uh, really awesome to say, Lord, but your word. Uh, is is pretty awesome all on its own. And so, uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, you just bless your word today. Uh, thank you for the Passpoint class and just the faithfulness uh, as I just look around and uh, think about the people uh, that, that you've brought to this uh, ministry, Lord, just the... Uh, the things that you're doing in and through them and uh, just in their lives and uh, growing up kiddos and uh, just making disciples and uh, just being a part of the ministry. And uh, God, it's just awesome to be a part of it. So I pray you just bless those who are here today. Uh, bless those who aren't. I pray you just uh, get the honor and the glory from everything that's done here in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so if you've got your Bibles, open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We've spent several weeks going through this and I, we are going to wrap this up today. And so... Um, so lots of different thoughts and different things as, as we've been going through this, but kind of your, your title for today, if you want a title, and you know there'll be a, kind of a list that goes along with it, but uh, your title today is just Follow the Leader, and uh, Follow the Leader, um, capital L. Why you, Mitch is looking at me really funny. Oh man, that, well I guess Mitch knows what I'm going to say then. No, I'm just totally kidding. I just no, no. Right, no, I'm just kidding. And so, uh, I, as I write things down, if you write like I do, I write everything in capital letters. I don't know why. That's just the way that I basically learned how to write when I was in my drafting class. And so now everything I write is in capital letters. And so when I want something to be emphasized, I have to like underline. So when I say follow the leader, it's not just capital L because they're all capital. So I have to like underline the L because we need to follow the leader, which would be uh, God. And that's kind of the overarching thought that we're going to talk about today. But uh, the last several weeks, we've we've looked at this chapter, and the chapter as a whole has really dove into, you know, obviously 1 Corinthians is Paul's, uh, you know, rebuke letter per se, uh, you know, trying to get them back on track with uh, the church at Corinth, and you know they've been into some sin issues. You know some of them are, in our minds, a little more egregious than others. But the first one that he really calls out is this, this issue of they're following men, and they're like, well, I want to follow this guy, and I want to follow this guy, and this guy's better than that guy, and man, this guy baptized me, and so he's just like, hang on a minute, we need to like address this because there's an issue. And so the last several weeks, uh, the first kind of portion of it, we did. Uh, what what I called a carnality self-examination, and there were just several things, you know, of what a carnal Christian looks like, and we looked at all those things, and so you can go back and listen to that. And then after that, 
we saw, uh, you know, God's building inspection process is how I titled it, just because that's the way my my mind works. And so basically we had to have a good foundation, right? And then from there, you know, if we have a foundation in Christ, we have somewhere to go. But, you know, we understand that we're, everything is leading towards one judgment or the other. It's either the, the judgment seat of Christ or the great white throne judgment. And so uh, Lesson 16 of D1 really you know, dives into that, and we get even more deep into that in D2. But uh, everything that we do in life leads us to one of those two places, right? And so obviously, you know, the judgment seat of Christ, once you're saved, that's where you're going. And so anyway, you, we've got this, like, building inspection process as he talks about, you know, what are you doing with your life? Are you, are you building things with, you know, gold, silver, or precious stones? Or are we talking about wood, hay, and stubble? Because everything's going to be tried by fire. And so, you know, go back and listen to that. I don't have time to reteach it. And then last week... Uh, you know, we had this this section on, you know, how clean is your house? And we there was just this two-verse section that kind of seemed really out of place uh, in the chapter. And it was just, you know, Paul, Paul's way of saying, yeah, I understand that you might be asking the question, well, how does God really know everything that goes on in my life? And he's like, well, because he lives inside of you. And he's in there, and that's just how it is. And so that's what we've talked about up until now. And so just the last six verses of the chapter, we're going we're gonna to see this, you know, follow the leader uh, you know, section. And so let me just, uh, let's just pick up in verse 16. So basically he's called these guys out. He's like, Hey, you know, you're acting like babes in Christ. You're carnal. Uh, he goes in there and he's like, uh, you know, I'm no better than Apollos. Apollos is no better than me. One plants, one waters. God gets the increase, all these different things. Right. And then he goes into this section on, uh, you know, Every man's work is going to be made manifest, you know, and it's, you're going to be tried by fire, and, and you are the temple of God. Then he gets to verse 16, and he kind of like starts over, because, you know, Paul's famous phrase is what? No, you not. He's like, don't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Like, it's, it's, it's his way of saying, are you, are you picking up what I'm throwing down? You should know this already. No, you not. And in verse 16, he says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, that is the Spirit of God that dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. That's what we talked about last week. And then it rolls right into verse 18. He said, Let no man deceive himself. You ever found yourself in that position? You know, no, no man deceive himself. If any among you seem to be wise in this world, let him be a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours and ye are Christ and Christ is God's. He wraps this whole thing up. And, you know, the entire chapter's been building to this conclusion, right? And you might say, well, I don't see exactly how it's pieced together. Well, he's been building this whole thing, and he's trying to drive the point home that there's no one else worthy to follow other than God himself. The entire chapter, he's been addressing this issue in different ways of, why are you following me? Why are you following Apollos? Why are you following this guy? Why are you, why are you doing that? The entire chapter, he's, he's circling his whole thing around, and he's trying to say that there is nobody else that's even worthy to follow other than God himself, right? Nothing at all. And then he, and he wraps this whole thing up when he's talking about wisdom. He's like, don't you understand that the wisdom of the world is what? It's foolishness with God. And so I was kind of thinking about this. Who remembers the the show that used to be on TV, I don't know, maybe it's still on TV, I don't, we don't watch TV anymore, but it's called uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? You know, with old, uh, what was the what was the guy's name? Regis, is that, is that guy's probably dead by now, isn't he? He, he, he was, he probably should have been dead then, like all I, he, the dude was old, and so, 
Do you, have, do you know what I'm talking about, Brenton? Like, you're the youngest one in here, so. Okay. Regis, no, but do you know the show, the, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Like, if you know if you've heard of it, but okay. I don't know. But any, so, the, 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 the premise of the show is, you know, they'll get somebody in there who thinks, you know, I've got, I've got life figured out. I've got the, I, I have knowledge, right? And they'll get in there and they'll ask them, you know, just some really simple questions. Like, you know, and the, the premise was you had to answer like what? Like 10 questions and each one was worth more money. And, you know, all you got to do is answer the question, right? And they even give, gave you outs. Like, you know, you could phone a friend or, uh, uh, yeah, you could ask the audience. Yeah, however it worked, right? And so, you know, because once you get there, <laughs> once you get there, you realize, oh my gosh, I'm not as smart as I thought I was, you know? And, you know, when there's actually something on the line, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, do I really know the answer? You know, it's funny how everybody, everybody knows the answer until there's something on the line. Then they're like, do I really know the answer, right? And so they even give them outs. And so anyway, I was just thinking about this. And, you know, we all think, we all, and I don't say, uh, I don't say we, meaning I'm not in this boat, and I don't say we, meaning you're not in this boat. We're all we're all sailing this ship together. We all think we know more than than we do, right? It doesn't matter what the topic is. We all think we know more than we do. And some of us, some of you, do know quite a bit about one certain thing, right? Uh, you want to talk about putting uh, a motor back together? I'm going to go talk to John, right? Because that's the kind of stuff that John does, right? He, he's a mechanic, right? Uh, you want to know about, you know, different types of things. You want to know about how to build a house? I could probably give you a few, you know, pointers. I'm not, I'm definitely not the expert on it, but, you know, there, you, there's always somebody. But we all think, and I, and I mean this with all sincerity, we all think we know more than we do, right? And even better than that, we all have some sort of stored up, and I'll just call it what it is, useless knowledge about something, right? We all do. And, and, uh, Three outs of fools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we, we all have some sort of useless knowledge stored up. And, and at the end of our life, what is any of that going to gain us? Absolutely nothing, right? You know, the, just this week, uh, what? For, for whatever reason, uh, my mind works in song lyrics. I don't know why. I wish it didn't. I wish my mind worked in, uh, in, in uh, scripture references. I really do. But, like, I can hear, like, three seconds of a song and tell you what it is almost always. Like, there are certain, there are certain like, eras that I can't do it. But for the most part, it doesn't matter the genre. Uh, it doesn't matter how old it is. I just do. And so Hallie was flipping through uh, Amazon Music the other night, and she's playing a song. And she's like, "Do you know this song, Dad?" And I was like, "I could like, I can just." I know we're actually talking about that too. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just like, I could just tell you. I don't have to sing you the lyrics. And she's like, "I don't believe you." So she starts scrolling through, and it's like she'd play like three seconds of a song, five seconds of a song. Well, what's it say next? And I would be like, "How far do you want me to go?" Like. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to change genres? Do you want to go back to the 80s? Like, how far do you want to go here? Like, I was born in the 80s, and I still... And, and it's just, I could do Britney Spears. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's just weird. you know the lyrics? A lot of them. Not every song, but I, I generally can, like, you know... I know Happy Birthday. I'm telling you, like... I know you are my sunshine. Hit me, baby, one more time. If you want to talk about Britney Spears, I'm telling you, it doesn't... It doesn't matter what it is. It's just, it's useless knowledge. We all have something. And you might be like, well, that's just weird, Jason. Okay, well, it's all something. You know, some people are really into old cars. And I'm like, don't you know that you could sell that and get a new one, right? That's just me. Like, you know, they could tell you all about, like, 
this old car and what year they drive by and like, oh, that's a you know '57 you know Whipperbill, and I'm like, I don't care. Like, no, I'm like, that's that's cool. Like mine runs when I need it to, so perfect. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Paige's brakes went out this week. That's always a really encouraging phone call. My wife calls me. She's like, hey, my brakes went out. And I'm like, are you still going? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, we, we've all got some sort of just completely whatever it is. Right. And so I've, I've told you what mine is. And but at the end of the day, what is any of that stuff going to gain you? Right, and I can give you lots more uh, examples, but like it doesn't matter. What's it going to gain you? Absolutely nothing, right? Mark, Mark eight thirty six. Uh, I don't, I don't. It's uh, you don't have to turn there. I'll, I'll flip there, but um, just to kind of get um, our mind going here. This verse is also in Matthew, but uh, Mark eight thirty six says, uh, "For what shall a profit a man?" If he shall gain the whole world but lose his own soul, what, what's it going to matter if you're really good at this or if you're really awesome at that or you're really you know, smart when it comes to this? At the end of the day, what happens? You, know, you get your feet put to the fire and all of a sudden the things you thought you knew, you don't have any idea. You're like, well, can I phone another friend? Right? And then I'm like, well, I don't really know that I got any friends that I would trust to answer this question. You know, we, all, we watch the show and we're like, man, everybody knows that until you get the question. It's like, well, I don't know it anymore. Right? And it's just the way that our, that our brains work. But the whole point here is like none of that matters. And that's what Paul is trying to say to the church at Corinth. You might know some things. You might know some people that know some things. But at the end of the day, like we've really got to focus on what God knows. And that's, that's the whole premise of the chapter is stop following this guy, that guy. Because what? It all leads. We need to follow the leader. And so here's what I got for you today. Three things to know that you thought you already knew about wisdom, right? Three things to know that you thought you already knew about wisdom. And you'd be like, well, I already knew that. Well, that's, that's why I'm telling you, right? Because sometimes the things we thought we knew, we realized we didn't really know, right? So three things to know about what, or three things to know that you thought you already knew about wisdom. So the first one in verse 18 and 19, he says, let no man deceive himself. It's funny that he says that. He doesn't say think, because like, that's what we do. We deceive ourselves. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God, for it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. You know, the first thing you need to know that you thought you already knew is the more you think you know shows how much you don't really know. Right? The more you think you know, the more it shows you don't really know. And you might be like, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter what it is, right? Uh, That's something I've learned about wisdom is uh, wisdom is uh, understanding how much you don't really know about something, right? The more you know about something, the more you realize I don't really know. know, It doesn't matter. The more you think I understand this or I know a lot about that, you know, people think, oh, we should go talk to Jason and Paige. They know everything about the Bible. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I don't know some of the most basic things at times. And so the more you think you don't ever think you've got it figured out no matter what. And so, you know, we, we, we let... What we think we know deceive us and our wounds tell the real story, right? We let what we think we know deceive us. Well, I, under, I know what's going to happen. You know, it's a cause and effect kind of world. I know if I do this, this will happen, right? I, I know that, right? It's no big deal. I know how far I can go. I know how much I can take. I know how long this takes. I know that this will be this. I know, right? And so we're at the season of life where, you know, 
not season, we're, well, I mean, season in the world where the weather's getting nicer, right? And it's like, it's really nice to be outside. You know, and we like to think, I know how long I can be in the sun before it burns my skin. I, I know that. It's not that big of a deal, right? It's really not. I'm like, I know that. I, I can tell my, I, I know, I, I, I let myself tell my, or I, I tell myself that, you know, I can, I can, we, we let what we think we know deceive us, right? I can, I can mow for this long before it's, it, the sun's going to burn. I need to get a tan, right? That's part of it, right? That's what needs to happen. And the things that I think I know are completely different than the wounds that, like, tell a different story. And so, like, I'm telling you, like, the rest of my body looks like this. Like, I'm not kidding. It doesn't matter. And my legs are far worse because I'm like, I mowed the entire time with shorts on. I'm like, it's no big deal. I'm like, my legs are crispy fried. The things that we... I'm, <laughs> I had to wear jeans. I can't teach in shorts, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's really not that bad. But I'm just, the things that we tell ourselves, it's not that big deal, right? I can do that. It's not, I can handle it. I know how much I can, the, thing, the things that we tell ourselves, I know that. I'm telling you, your wounds tell a different story, right? Think about things you've done in life. Oh, it's no big deal, right? I've done this a thousand times. Well, guess what? The nail in your hand tells me something different, right? The wounds that you show, <laughs> Hey, you know what? I've shot a nail in my hand too. Hey, I've shot a nail through my hand too. So it doesn't matter what it is. You fill in the blank. Like the more you tell us, oh, it's no big deal. I can do this. I, it's not, I'm just telling you the wounds in your life, the scars that you got, they tell a different story. You know, the more you think you know shows how much you don't really know. You know, that's just the way it is. That's what he's saying. Don't you understand that the wisdom of the world, I'm really good at this. I know a lot about that. What is this? It's foolishness with God. Right? It doesn't matter. It can be what you think are quote-unquote godly things. I'm telling you, it's foolishness with a God. It goes on to say that it says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with a God, for it is written, He taketh the wide and their, well, their wise and their own craftiness. He'll take you where you're at and what you think you've got figured out, and He's like, all right, let me know how this feels. Right? And He just allows you to do things, and He allows you to walk through things. Why? Because He's trying to teach you something. Right? It's no different with your kids. You can tell your kids, hey, you shouldn't do that. And it's like, well, why? Well, because it's probably going to hurt. And then at some point, especially the dads in the room, you know, they're just like, fine. I, I tell you what, go ahead and do it. Right? Tell me how it feels. Right? Mom's like, no, don't let them do that. Right? You got an electric fence up and like, touch it. Well, no, I don't. Okay, fine. Touch it. I don't care. Like, it's not going to kill you. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So sometimes that's what you need to do. It doesn't matter what the, the phase. My, my wife is like staring me down right now. If you dip your feet in water first, it doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> There's a story about an electric fence from when I was a kid. You could ask my brother about it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, because there's, there's other things that you can do other than just touch an electric fence. So anyway, uh, you have to ask my brother next time you see him. So I'm just saying, like, the, the, the wounds in your life, they tell a story. Hey, I don't know nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, the, the wounds in your life. They tell a different story about what you really do know. And even if it's in the area that you're really good at, right? Or whatever it is. And so that's what he's trying to say is that the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. You can follow these guys all you want, but guess what? They only know what they know, right? You can follow a man who's following Christ all you want, but at the end of the day, you need to be following Christ. That's what he's trying to say, right? Um, 
that all I had to say about that? Yeah. Anyway, so I thought I had another example. So anyway, uh, so, oh, I do have. It's, it's completely different. So God shows uh, how our wisdom is really foolishness, and the quote-unquote smartest people in the world spend their entire lives trying to explain away what's right in front of their eyes. Right? The quote-unquote smartest people in the world, the, what we would call scientists, what we would call philosophers, what we would call you know, the really smart people, they spend their entire life trying to explain away what's right in front of their eyes. Right? Well, you know, this is only here because of this, right? The trees only grow because of this reason, this scientific reason. Or it's just because God said that's how it was going to happen, right? You know, the universe came into existence so many billions of years ago because, you know, uh, at one point the... Wait, whatever, yeah, I was... It's <laughs> fluctuation. Yeah. We, the smartest people in the world try to explain away what's right in front of their eyes. Like, I understand there's an aspect of faith when it comes to anything with Christianity, right? There really is. But at the end of the day, you can't explain away what happened in my own life. You can't explain away what I've seen happen in other people's lives. And so there, there are what we would call the smartest people in the world, and they spend their entire lives trying to explain away what's right here. Right? And I'm not even talking about what the words of the God say. Just look outside. Like, look at how things happen. And it's like, come on now. And so, I'm telling you, the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. And so, uh, some verse references for that. I don't really have time to... Uh, actually, I lied. Somebody, somebody flip over to Proverbs 26, and somebody will flip over to Proverbs chapter 3. You guys can read them. Proverbs 26, 12. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. There's more hope of a fool than somebody who thinks that they've got this figured out, right? I'd rather be a fool who knows nothing. You know, when I was in the, the business world, uh, not I say the business, when I worked at the sand plant, right, uh, the best people to hire were guys who had no idea what they were doing because I could train them from the ground up. We could tell them this is how we want it now. It was impossible to have somebody who would come that thought they knew what they were doing because you had to basically untrain everything that they didn't really know. You know, and so it, it says that a fool, there's more hope for a fool than somebody who has the wisdom of the world. And somebody is in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, read verse 5 and then verse 7. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not into thy own understanding. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Right. Don't lean into your own understanding, and then, like, find out what God wants you to do. Use God's wisdom. Stop. Stop chasing after what we think we've got understood, right? The smartest people in the world, they'll never get those things figured out. Moving on, we've got to keep moving. Verse uh, 20 in, in 1 Corinthians. So he goes on to say, and again, so if you didn't hear me the first time that, you know, my wisdom or God's wisdom is much better than ours. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. The second thing that you need to understand that you don't really know about wisdom is seeking knowledge in other people will leave you always looking for more. Seeking knowledge in other people will always leave you looking for more. Now, let me clarify that. That doesn't mean that there is nobody, there's never a good resource to go to on a topic. right? I'm not saying that, hey, I've got this going on in my life, maybe I should seek wise counsel on it. But I'm telling you that if your end-all, be-all is a person... I'm, I'm talking about a godly man, a godly woman, a pastor, right? A mom, a dad, like somebody that you would put all of your faith in. I'm telling you, if seeking knowledge in other people is always going to leave you looking for more. I don't care who they are. I don't care if it's Brian Hedges. I think, of Brian, I think more highly of Brian Hedges than probably anybody else 
in the world when it comes to knowledge of what the Word of God says and actually living it out. I really do. Like, the more I spend time with this guy outside of, like, church and, you know, I understand, like, he's not just speaking it. The, The dude lives it. And so, but at the end of the day, if I'm just like, hey, I'll just follow this guy, right? He'll leave me looking for more, right? Because that's that's what men do. Men will always fall. Men aren't Christ. That's just the way that it is, and it doesn't matter. So uh, men will always, intentionally or unintentionally, dangle the carrot to keep you following. They do. They, they always leave you with, like, even if they give you all that they've got, well, guess what? All that they've got is less than what God's got. So they leave you with needing something more, right? They, they leave you with, but, but what about that, right? You can come and ask all the, the Bible questions, all the questions about life, all the different things. And you know, this is one of the things about like the marriage thing that, I'm, that we're talking about doing. I'm like, I don't really, first off, feel equipped to teach marriage, right? And second off, like, I don't have all the answers. Like, I've got what the Bible says, but I don't have all the answers. And so I ask myself, I'm like, I, if, if you're like thought process coming to something like that is, well, this will be all the knowledge that I need about marriage, then you're going to be left wanting Right, because I can only give you what I know, and I don't know everything. Right, and it doesn't matter where you go, who you go to, they're always going to leave you wanting more. Second Timothy three seven. Um, I'll flip over there. Second Timothy three seven says, "Moreover, he must have a." That's First Timothy. I'm like, that's not the right verse. Second Timothy three seven says, uh, "Ever learning and never." able to come to the knowledge of the truth, right? You can go to a man, you can go to a woman, you can learn a lot of godly principles, you can learn a lot of stuff, but you will always be ever learning and never come to the actual knowledge of the truth of God, right? And understand that. Understand that at the end of the day, it really boils down to like, you can learn things from men, but don't ever let them or women, right? Because I know some of you ladies, you know, get really good counsel from other ladies at times, right? And that's that's wise. It's wise for a lady to go to a lady instead of just going to uh, a, a man to get it. I mean, I, I can't really tell you how to be uh, a good housewife. I can't really tell you how to, to be uh, a good helpmate. I, I just can't, right? I can tell you, you should probably go talk to my wife because she seems to be doing okay at it. But at the end of the day, you know, there's always something that we have to learn. But there's something to be said about... Um, Ladies learning something from other ladies and men learning something from other men, right? And so too often we chase the other thing, right? Well, too often we're, anyway, figure that out on your own. So uh, when you follow a person, you'll be left, you'll be let down every time. At the end of the day, if you follow a person, you'll be let down every time. Now, I'm not saying that they're not godly people. I was just talking about, you know, Brian Hedges. I was just, you know, there's people in this room that I would say you should, you should be more like that person, right? You should be more like these guys who are, are going through HBI and that have dedicated their lives and their wives. And you should be more like that. You should, but at the end of the day, you will always be let down every time. Why? Because they're men and not God, Right? Uh, you can try to be like Chris Cohen. Like, when I grow up, I want to be like Chris, right? The guy is just meek. He's humble. He's like, but at the end of the day, like, if that's what I want to emulate my life to be like, I, I'm going to be let down. Why? Because he's not Jesus. He can be a lot like Jesus, but I'm guessing that there's times in his life that he's not, right? I can be a lot like Jesus some days. There's a lot of days that I'm not. There's a lot of days that things roll through my mind that I'm like, just get out. Why? Because I'm not Jesus. So if you're trying to be like me, that I'm telling you, I'll let you down. 
I just will, not on purpose, but that's just how, that's who we are. And so too often we, we follow these men, and that's what Paul's trying to, to prove here, is like, you can have all the knowledge in the world, what's it going to get you? Nothing. You can follow what you think are the smartest men in the world, what's it going to get you? Nothing. Right? You might gain some good principles, but at the end of the day, if you're not following God, you're not going to be where you want to be. That's just how it is. And so they'll let you down. Why? Because they're not God. That's why. That's, that's just what Paul's trying to tell them. That you won't get there. And then the last one in verse 22 and 23. Whether Paul, he's like, I'll give you some examples. Uh, and he's the one writing this. You know, usually, you know, I could be like, hey, don't follow men. You know, especially this guy, this guy, and this guy. But he's like, hey, don't follow men. I'll start with myself first. He says, whether Paul... I just lost my spot. Here it is. Or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. All right, the last thing that you need to understand about wisdom that you thought you knew, you probably didn't know, maybe you did know, is all wisdom all wisdom will lead you to God. All wisdom will lead you to God. And then that's followed with one way and one place or the other. Right? All wisdom won't lead you to God. The world will tell you that. All, all, all paths lead to God. All, all learning will lead you to God. You know, we were going through you know, this world religions and cults class, and there's a lot of these cults in the world, religions in the world that just tell you, oh, you know, you'll all get there eventually. You know, you listen to any good country song, it'll tell you that, you know, you know, you'll eventually end up at the pearly gates with the man upstairs, right? With Hide your beer and you're clear from the man upstairs. Again, song lyrics just like just rolling around in my head all the time. Um, good songs, but it's just like, that's not godly. Um, the, the point is, all wisdom will lead you to God. One way and one place or the other. It will. It doesn't matter what wisdom you're following. You will eventually stand face to face with God. I do promise you that. I don't care how lost you are. I don't care if your uh, vocabulary is, you know, every third word is the F-bomb. I know people like that. Uh, I came across a guy like that here just recently, and I'm like, man, that's really like I used to be. And, you know, I, I can't stand to be around you, but, man, that's where I would be right now. And, like... All wisdom will lead you to God one way and one place or the other. He, he's, he's like, I don't care who you're following, whether it's Paul or Apollos or Cephas. All of these guys, all of these guys' wisdom, all of these different things, they'll, they'll give you godly principles. He goes on to say, or life or death or things present or things to come. All of these things will give you lessons to get to where you need to go. Right? I think back to, you know, you, you, you go through different things in life. You go through different circumstances in life. You go through, you know, you learn things in life. And you're like, that was like the, the best sermon that I've heard. That was like the best uh, conference that I ever attended. I, I learned more there than, and all those things are good. And it's just like, uh, or death, or things present, or things to come. All of those things are leading you somewhere. And they are leading you to God. The world will tell you, well, all, all wisdom will get you to God. You know, you can believe what you want to believe, right? You know, all truth is relative, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, what if my truth says yours is a lie? Is it still true? Right? You know, that's, that, that argument holds no weight with me. Like, you know, how do you know that, you know, that's true, right? How, how do you know that what you believe is true and what I believe? I'm like, that's fine, right? It, what, what is truth to you then? 
Right? And you're like, well, truth to me is it? Okay, well, what if my truth says yours is a lie? Is it still true? Right? At least I have something to back. Like, I have, I have life circumstances to back what I believe. And anyway, the, the whole point is, like, all wisdom will lead you to God one way or the other. Your wisdom might be, well, I don't believe this, or I'm going to live like this, or I'm going to... That's fine. You will get to God. Go back to the middle of the chapter. One way or the other, you will end there. Right? Your wisdom might lead you to salvation. Right? Your wisdom might lead you to living a sanctified life. Right? It, that's going to lead you to God. It really will. There will be a day when you will stand before Christ at the judgment seat of Christ and you will give an account for everything you did for Him. Right? From the day you got saved moving forward. Praise the Lord for that. Right? But all wisdom, even in these false religions, they'll also lead you to God. I can just live my best life now. I can do whatever I want. I, you know, that's my wisdom. That's fine. It will lead you to God. It's going to be for a short time, and it's going to be at a place called the Great White Throne Judgment. And it's not going to be as good for you as you think it is. right? And so some of these things are just the truth of God's Word, and we don't really like to talk about these things. We like to talk about you know, things that make us feel good. And, you know, but at the, end of the, at, the, at the end of life, there has to be like, some sort of judgment. Right? And so I, I think back to last week, my daughter got baptized, and so there was some of my family that was here. Uh, lost family, I'm guessing. I know some of them might not be lost. I don't really know. But either way, not living uh, a godly lifestyle. Okay? And as much as I can like want the right things to be said, and I can want the, the perfect message to happen, and like, I, I have no control over that. Honestly, the preacher has no control over that. One way or another, their decisions, all of their wisdom through life will lead them to God. It will. One way or the other, and one place or the other. We'll all get there, right? And so next time you come across somebody that's, you know, you, you finally get, you know, nerve enough to share the gospel, to invite somebody to church, to tell somebody why you live the way you do, and they give you the good old, oh, well, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't, I don't go to church. I, I, I'm going to get to heaven anyway, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that, the, the, the best answer you can give them is you are absolutely right. You will get to, you will get to meet God. You will. Every, every single person. You could be the most lost person in the world. You will get to meet God. It just might not be for as long as you want it to be. Right? We'll all get there. We will all see God in all His glory. And I have a feeling that the lost world, um, they're going to realize very quickly when they do see God in all of His glory that they're not near as good as they thought they were. They're not near as righteous as they thought they were. They're not near as... Because I, I, I have this inclination that just seeing God in all His glory... It's going to make you want to worship, right? It's going to cause you to worship without even needing to think, oh, I need to do this, right? Or I should do this. It's just going to happen. And so, you know, there's a lot of things about wisdom. We, we like to follow men. We like to follow, you know, these different things. We like to read really good books about different things. And that, those are all good things. But at the, at the end of it, like, what do you have to show for it, right? Wisdom is only following the ultimate wisdom. He, he, he ends the entire chapter of talking about why are you following this guy? Why are you following that guy with what? He says, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God's, right? You need to follow the leader, not somebody who's maybe leading you to the leader. You need to follow the leader. You need to follow somebody that's actually going to, what? Be God. And the only person that can be God is God. There's good wisdom out there. Is it godly wisdom and is it God's wisdom? 
Because sometimes you can get godly wisdom and still not get to God. Okay? So, um, make sure you're following Christ. And Christ is God. The leader. Not a leader. Not a good leader. The leader. It's the only way that you're ever going to end up where you want to be. Okay, so... That's all I got. That kind of wraps up the chapter. He switches gears uh, in chapter 4, so we're going to kind of get started on it next week, then we're going to have a couple weeks off. So um, with that, let's pray, and we'll get going. Yes, sir? There's two verses that kind of say the same thing in Proverbs that I was thinking of while you were talking about that. But it says in 28:19, He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that follows the same persons shall have poverty enough. Right, no, I totally understand. You know, it it, it all boils down to... Where do you really put your faith? Even if you're saved today, because we we think that a lot of times, like, well, I'm saved. I'm, you know, that's perfect. Where do you put your faith day in and day out? And what is that leading you to? You know, getting to heaven is one thing. Uh, having something to give back to Christ when you're there is something completely different. So, all right, let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for today. Uh, you're just good to us, Lord. So, I do pray that you would just uh, use these things uh, not to convict us per se, Lord, but uh, just to to cause us to um, really review and reflect uh, where we're at, where we're going, and make sure that um, we're really ultimately following you. It's, it's good to have godly counsel in our life. It really is. We should have godly counsel. We should always have a Paul in our life that we're learning from. Uh, but Lord, I do pray that uh, we're also just daily learning from you um, because you are the leader. So I do pray that you would just uh, allow these things to resonate in our hearts. Lord, just get the honor and the glory um, from everything that's going to be done the rest of the day. I pray for Pastor Brian as he preaches today that the, the Word of God would just go forth boldly. So I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.